Not now. That's quite enough. I thought I said... John, what are you doing? Have you no manners? Oh, oh, I, 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 I was just l- l- listening to the b- broke-ass famous podcast. Oh, carry on. Let's cut that part out. <laughs> oh, you fucked that up already. And I always do some right. posts. All right, restart. No, why would you do that? Just okay. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Start now. We'll cut it. Don't worry. Welcome everybody to Broke Ass Famous. We're back up here. It's myself, Sudan, and the Brewmaster. Cheers. Yay. Cheers. And, uh, yeah, today we don't have the laser with us. Uh, that's kind of a sad day. Uh, you know, he, laser. He rest in peace. No, he didn't die. He just became a rock star. Nothing big. <laughs> He's going to do the rock star recording thing. So, like, we don't have him, you know, on us directly. So we're going to have to rely on Sudan here to do all the, oh my uh, God. the, <laughs> the interludes about reach arounds and such. <laughs> So, oh man, so I, we, we we trust you, Sue Dan. So it's you know it's, as long as we talk a little bit about reach arounds and you know, <laughs> no show would be complete yeah, without reach arounds. Exactly, so. you know it's it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> bingo, <laughs> ding. <laughs> so you know what? Bingo has been uh, noticeably absent the last couple of recordings yes, too. Has. That needs to make a comeback. It brings back sad memories. <laughs> So and and laser is usually the master behind mind behind all of our scripts. I know he only says like one to four words per episode, but he's the one that's really <laughs> his, it's really his vocabulary uh, yeah. is very limited. No, it's not. He's 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 the mastermind behind all this. Where he's uh, you know, he's the one doing all our scripting. So you know, not that the show's scripted. Or, you know, we're really just this naturally talented to talking to the yeah. microphone. So and laser truly is a one of a kind talent. Yes, we look forward to having having him back. But size uh, one of a kind. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep the ship afloat. With, I'll be honest, with, with I'm a little absence. depressed today. I you know I didn't well, not having the laser around is just ah it's just throwing off the game. Well, I'm you know we have some great liquid here in these glasses. I mean that should be doing something for you. At least yeah, I hope. I was I was texting Brewmaster on the way over here because I had just done a a show and I'm kind of sitting there. I'm like, ah, oh, you better have an IV of Scottish, Scottish ale on tap for me when I get there. Because it's, you know, it's one pint isn't enough. I mean, you just got to get that intravenously and, you know, we'll be good to go for the rest of the day. Right. So. It is damn good. Yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, this is his own little brewmaster crafting here, too. I mean, usually the, the Scottish ale usually has kind of a, a strong carbonated thing when people screw it up. But uh, this one outright... uh. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the recipe to this thing. It seems fantastic. Give me one second. I'll uh, pull up some uh, some details here. Yeah, I was sitting there. You know, it's like I, I've been in England and I've been, you know, in that neck of the woods. And I understand why beer tastes better there before it gets here. So, you know, Guinness is a whole other ballpark. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's like you come here and it's just just ruined for you. Well, how long does it take to get over here? Uh, who, who knows? <laughs> Whatever happens in the process just kills it. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's super fresh and Guinnessy and yummy like, and then mm-hmm. gets to America, and, and it's, it's like, like somebody put yeah. out a cigarette in it or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But anyway, so uh, Brewmaster, give us a little bit of a rundown of what the hell's in this fine concoction. Okay, um, giving some uh, some overview details. Uh, there's six grains that make up the mash profile of this beer. There's two hops, and then just uh, one basic uh, Scottish ale yeast, and uh, that makes up uh, this this Scottish ale. It's uh, the um, the alcohol by volume is a little bit lower than uh, than some. Scottish ales, the average ABV is between six and ten percent, depending on which Scotch ale you're uh, you're you're drinking. Uh, this one comes in uh, between the six and the seven mark. Um, but what uh, what many reviews have told us is that it's very smooth. It has all the taste characteristics of a Scotch. The uh, the only complaint is that the ABV is a little bit uh, a little bit low. It's very malt forward. Um, the hops are there really just to balance out the flavor, and I think it gets the job done, and uh, my uh, my partners here uh, here Dread and Sudan seem to agree. So I'm yes, very pleased. Very with much it. so. It's yeah, just, it's excellent. It's I mean, it's, this is wonderful. I mean, the, I as I, I as I keep telling uh, you guys over and over again, there's this place in uh, Michigan City called uh, the Shoreline Brewery that makes the most fastic, uh, fastic, fantastic. <laughs> Scottish ale imaginable. It's time it's for a reach the, around. Oh <laughs> Jesus! I'll let you go ahead and do that on your own. Like it's, it's like I uh, you have to be behind to get that done. Never mind. Let's <laughs> keep. Oh man! Oh, We're man. Off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I. It's you know it. It is what it is. So uh, today, yeah. Okay. So I was talking about a little bit about Beltane ale it, stuff. If you ever get out to Michigan City, it's right next to the prison. <laughs> okay, so. Good the, place. Yeah, it's a good place. So when you're <laughs> done with your prison sentence, you can go, go yeah, have a beer at a bar. When you're done with the toilet Merlot, you can go ahead and, you know, hook <laughs> yourself up with some real stuff. So, you know. I admit I have not gone brewery exploring in Michigan yet, but I look mm. forward to doing it. Let's, let's <laughs> make like, it happen. Oh, geez. You know, you've missed out on life. I feel like I have. And then Sudan and I are going to Columbus, Ohio in the next couple of weeks for, uh, you know, one of the shows. And, uh, hey. oh, my God. <laughs> you know, some talk about a place with microbrews. That place. Yeah. It's funny because Ohio. I was watching uh, Third Rock from the Sun, and that takes place in Ohio. And, that, you know, the show is in the mid-90s, and they're talking about brewery and stuff and microbrews. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's like so forty. For a while. There's like forty of them in the Columbus area alone. Like it's it's pretty insane. Well, it is. I mean, it still retains kind of a college town type feel. It's it, it's grown beyond that. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a large city now. But oh, I haven't been there since the nineties. So yeah, I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot better than it was in the nineties. It's Columbus. I you know I I, I have a hate love hate relationship with the town. I. At one level, I love the scale it's on. It's got great food. It's got good beer, and uh, we're going to Origins Game Fair for uh, you know job we got to do, and uh, you know that, that of all the conventions I attend on a regular basis, Origins is probably the most laid back and fun one you can go to. Uh, you know, just because it's like purely about the gaming and all this mm-hmm. sort of thing, and you know, people are not there to screw with other people. They're there to just you know go have fun which is you know what you want in those things yeah. uh but you know there's that street down the down the way uh called high street and uh it's got some of the best food you'll you'll ever get in ohio uh you know generally it is a fan of ohio well i'm not really that big of a fan of ohio <laughs> especially cleveland yeah. but you know like 
Uh, you know, I've always referred to it as the world capital of cankles. So, you know. <laughs> Cleveland? No, the, the state of Ohio. Oh, really. oh Ohio ever, in general. Okay. If you ever go into an Applebee's in Ohio, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like, <laughs> it's, it'll just be like, oh. I have been to Cleveland twice in the past six months. Yeah, I, oh, wow. I, I, I didn't draw that parallel, but now I'm kind of now I'm kind of thinking about it. For it. Nah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's something you notice offhand. You're you're kind of sitting there going, "Oh, that girl would be attractive if there was separation between the calf and the ankle." <laughs> it's like that's a make or break deal. It is, especially yeah. when like not eighty percent of the population over there wear Birkenstock. So like. <laughs> Yeah, that you know, hey, that's uh, that's what it is. So, I have a lot of you know, I have a lot of fun when I'm there in Cincinnati and uh, Columbus, and Toledo's a good town too. So, but uh, yeah, general, you know, it's Ohio. Cheers to you, Ohio. Yep. Hope you don't mm. fuck this one up like you fucked up the last two. <laughs> so like, but anyways, all right. I digress from all that. So the. Uh, the so uh, come out to the fair, say say hi yeah, to right. Sudan and uh and Dread and uh yeah, put a put a friendly face on Ohio. Yeah, definitely. Uh speaking of Ohio, it's you know, we're just sort of freeballing it here at a broke ass famous today and I I are you freeballing? Well no, they're 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 <laughs> reach around Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're tightly knit. Okay, like <laughs> they're 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 snug. <laughs> it's a little sweaty outside, but they're still kind of snug. You this know? will be a free format show, not <laughs> not specifically broke ass yeah, category. Well, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure somebody broke ass will come up in our conversation. Here. I feel so as though there's been at least two broke ass incidents in the in the the news. And uh, thereby, the let's, ma- let's define that a broke ass incident. A broke ass incident when when broke ass people. Do something so goddamn stupid that the entire nation ends up learning about it, or in which, stupider. ergo, <laughs> they become famous. Okay, I like where this is going. So, yes. uh, you know, where, where to go with a broke ass incident would have been, uh, you know, the one that everybody keeps going on about is this gorilla in, in. Uh, I don't even remember what the gorilla's name is. It's Cincinnati Zoo gorilla. Is that where it happened, Cincinnati? I believe it was a Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, to be honest, speaking I, I of have, Ohio, I, there's <laughs> the segue. perfect segue. Yeah, yeah. I'm have, that good. I have almost <laughs> consciously like, forced myself not to pay attention to the story. I, I, totally I know it's out there, it. but I don't. You know, I just I feel like the details of this are just going to slowly drive me insane. Yeah. So I've just. Diverted my attention. The only thing I've heard is that the mom was left this her kid by the the gorilla cage or whatever, and then yeah. the kid got in there, and the gorilla like grabbed him and slammed him against the the wall or whatever. Is that what happened? That's what I heard. I haven't watched the video, but people have commented. So, so yeah. this is the wonderful world we live in now. Is that you can have uh, you know you can have one person take one perspective of something and throw it up on YouTube, and immediately it is the perspective of the entire oh, world. Right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. Well, they have the video. That's, that's life in 2016. Is yeah. everybody has a voice because See, they have a yeah. social media. Page. There are uh, in this story. There's wound up at least three broke ass famous. It's stories in this one. It's like wound into three. So first of all, the person I would like to you know call out as being broke ass famous is the asshole who's sitting there with the camera recording the fucking <laughs> gorilla and the kid in the moat, right? Which I assume is some some kid just with a cell phone. I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't I exactly heard that there's know. Like, there was like a whole crowd like yelling. 
So, and so then, that, that, really? that kind of spooked the gorilla or something, and then okay. So <laughs> this was a this was a uh, you know this is sort of like a Bay of Pigs kind of incident here, right? Where a <laughs> group, small group thinking and reaction, really just you know it, it shows us what what humanity is really about at this point. Okay, <laughs> like so. First of all, there's the person filming this incident, incident right? Instead of using the camera to film the incident, why aren't you calling nine one one? I'm, on, like, I'm on board with that. I'm absolutely on board. Yeah, with that. it's like, wait, what? What part of survival instinct? Like, that's the weird part, right? Is that now survival instinct is as soon as something screwed up happens, whip out your phone and film it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, you know, it's it's a hundred percent of the way there, right? So that's like broke incident number one. That's like the minor infraction, right? Does to be honest, there's really it's not like you're gonna climb in there and save the kid from the gorilla and get no. killed yourself. <laughs> Uh, so also the second part of this broke ass incident was, uh, you know, the mom and the kid, right? All right. So, you know, it was <laughs> having your, from what I had heard is that she was discussing something with some other parent and she already previously had told the kid to get off the railing. Uh, at least this is what the hearsay is about the whole thing before it happened. Okay. So what, what happens is, is the kid climbs up there and he, you know, he tells his mom, Hey, I'm going in the water. And the mom's like, don't go in the water. Well, at that point, you should have, like, been... Grab that kid. Where's, yeah. where's the water? Is it within the uh, is it within the confines of where the gorilla is? The, the, the water... Okay, so the way the zoos are all set up is there's, like, this moat, right? So that between the gorilla and the, you know, the, the blockading feds, everything's kind of like a, you know, sort of a subterranean sort of scenario where, like, everything you're looking at is below you. So okay. this prevents, you know, gravity helps you in stopping the animal from getting up the side of the wall. And I don't know what the moat was there for. Maybe it was just so he could pee in it. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know. It wasn't much of a moat. Okay. You keep calling it a moat. All right. So anyway, the kid gets up to the top of the railing says, I'm going in the moat. and you know, the mom's like, no. And then she pulls him down once, and then he just goes and does it the second time, right? So he gets down in there. You know, the 400-pound gorilla, you know, comes in there, and, you know, it's like, ah, this thing invaded. So initially, your initial reaction is when you see a 400-pound gorilla charging a little kid, you're like, oh, you know, that thing's probably going to kill him. Did the gorilla charge the kid? No, it was more of like a territorial issue. Like, if you look at animal behavior, you know, the gorilla wasn't... I don't think the gorilla was necessarily threatened by the child because he was 400 pounds and the kid was only like, you know, 80 at best or something like that. So what I think was happening was that he needed to... uh, this This is where the breakdown happens, right? Is that as soon as the kid goes over... What do the idiots around the, 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 the moat start doing? They're like, oh, look, there's a kid yeah, in the moat. Yeah. And in fact, I think that's what actually irritated the gorilla. Because it wasn't the know. kid being yeah. in the moat. Because they've had other incidents that were like this. And usually, if someone falls in the moat or something like that, the gorilla actually has the wherewithal to bring the kid up to the zookeeper. Like, they've, they've, they have... You know, they have these, they have videos of this stuff, right? That's, that's impressive. I know. Yeah. You could look it up online. So, it is another so incident the, the that happened in Chicago. The gorilla pretty much got confused and like freaked out and just so <laughs> didn't know what the what's hell, interesting. What so the gorilla goes and grabs the kid, right? And immediately what the gorilla does is rather than taking an aggressive stance towards the child, he turns around and looks at the assholes on the bridge 
filming him. Okay, so this is what I think was actually happening is that the gorilla was actually maybe trying to protect the kid from his own mother. So where he had turned, he he wasn't even looking at the kid. He had turned about face and he was looking directly at the bridge. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all these people are like, oh, there's a gorilla with a kid. And, you know, of course, crowds (laughs) are around now, you know, beyond that point in time, I mean, yeah, they they nailed it pretty dead on is that there isn't really much of a choice there, right? It's like 400-pound gorilla may not have entire, uh, you know, he might not have the finesse of a of a 120-pound human, right? Yeah, so, he, doesn't, he doesn't know his own strength. He doesn't quite know about spinal cords and, you know, <laughs> how yeah. snapping those things. So no matter what, they were going to shoot this gorilla. There's There's no way. So and you know then so that's part broke ass. The mom gets its credit for being broke ass famous part two, and then even like the grandmother that was there watching the whole incident, you know she agreed that the mother was an idiot. So moving on, the third part of this whole incident was the reaction after the gorilla got shot. Okay. Right. Yeah, it was sad. Four hundred pound gorilla versus eighty pound kid. Mm-hmm. 400 pound gorilla may not necessarily know his own weight and what he can do with it mm-hmm. everybody thinks because of scooby-doo cartoons and what have you that if you shoot a 400 pound gorilla with a tranquilizer he passes out immediately nope. looney tunes see this looney is what, tunes this is what we learned from scooby-doo cartoons. yeah right <laughs> but all the, all the wrong things <laughs> anybody who's ever taken a basic biology course knows if you have a larger weight individual and you need to drug them up with something it's obviously going to take more <laughs> so yeah and uh, it's not going to work immediately. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they shoot the gorilla, and then all of a sudden we have all these animal rights groups on her. You know, that's yeah. the third part of the broke-ass famous trifecta right there. <laughs> the animal rights groups get in there, and they're just like, you shouldn't have killed the gorilla. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not. It wasn't a want-to situation. It was had to. Yeah. So Yeah, th- that's where my brain goes to, not knowing all the details about this. The question that I immediately find myself gravitating to is, is there anything about the action that took place that's surprising? Yeah, I mean, I mean, regardless of, of how a kid ended up in a, in a gorilla's mm-hmm. den in the first place, which I'm sure is a crazy story in itself, but is anybody surprised by the fact that the the immediate reaction is to protect the kid. It should be their first priority. And that's, and to me, that's, that seems like that's what happened. Yeah. There's people out there that, you know, care more about the animals. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying, I'm not saying reactions are, I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but I, it's, there's nothing about that that's surprising to me that the, the people at the zoo, the instinct was we need to save the kid. Yeah. I get that. So, I mean, I get also that it looks a little bit bad because now there's a dead gorilla as a result of it. But yeah. I just, you know, I'm just I, I, that's all I can say about it is I'm not surprised at all about how that sequence went. It's the age and, old Star Trek thing. The Kobayashi Maru, right? Let, you know? let's, <laughs> let's, the no win scenario. Damned if you do, <laughs> damned if you don't. Let's talk a little bit about this, because I think I think this is why this is take on, taken on the significance that it has is because everybody has an opinion about this story. Oh yeah, well, because it's the age of the internet. because there's a video, <laughs> yeah. because there were you know it was uploaded because everybody kind of has a view, has a viewpoint into what specifically happened at you know succeeding seconds. You're not bound by somebody's opinion 
of you know what's of how it's being presented mm. to you you're seeing the video from a guy's cell phone so there's room for interpretation ever yeah. you know everywhere in this and because everybody in this year of 2016 has a social media page everybody you know has a platform to speak on it and damn right i'm gonna bitch <laughs> so like, that, it, it, oh, I, yeah you see that everywhere on everything it's just like that's why i'm not on facebook that much anymore because i get tired of it i'm like i can't take this anymore <laughs> Yeah, it I, definitely does reach a point where it's overwhelming. It's stupid. absolutely it is. It's like you know, do I want to come over and crack that keyboard over your head? <laughs> you know, you're hiding behind a keyboard, like you know, you know, like, you know dude, it's I'm some over, it's some twenty eight year old virgin within yeah. its mom's basement that's commenting on all this stuff. My like, view is the vast majority of people that are writing these dissertations on social media. That's that's the profile. Oh yeah, definitely. And the other the other half were pretty much people bored at work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. you know, so yeah, it's 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 some interesting stuff. I mean, I. We have this culture of trolling that we've kind of, uh, you know, encouraged over time. It's uh, interesting because cultural trolling is should be a, a thing that one s- studies in anthropology at this point. <laughs> like, do you think when the book is written on this on on this day and age that that's going to be a, a significant thing? That's that it's 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 going to stand out as far as life in this day and age. You know, and I I don't think. So here's what I feel about this day and age is, you know, we're what's going to happen to us and all the groundwork we laid is going to be exactly what happened to the people during the Industrial Revolution, right? So they went through a major technology change. You got a lot of different things going on. You have a lot of new magic powers you can do. And what, are, what do we remember? We remember World War II. It's like that area of history didn't even happen and we went right to the cool stuff. So I think that's kind of what's going to happen here too. Is like, you know, it's we're it's we're footnote. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We're we're this is we're. I feel as though we're only in our in between metamorphosis stage at this point, where you know we haven't quite become the butterfly. We're still in the cocoon, right? So because you know, there's something. There's life beyond the iPhone, right? Everybody was just kind of like, oh, you know. Oh, the Walkman is the pinnacle of musical technology at the time yeah. it came out. And what, what the well, hell do we have now? Yeah, like, we're, we're cassettes and records and all that now. Yeah. They, they, well, they exist. But, you know. I, I think it's very comfortable to say, though, that the leap to the iPhone is far is of far more significance than any of those platforms ever were in their day. Yeah, it, it, well, in context, if, maybe. Yeah, if they, people actually use it for information instead of like going on facebook and stuff like that but even that even <laughs> i can the guarantee fa- the like 90 percent of people are on facebook or whatever that's true but the fact that that platform is at your fingertips is far more significant than what the walkman or a record player sure ever if they use it i feel like the, <laughs> the reason the iphone seems more significant is because it's not necessarily a new technology as much as it's a synthesis of three technologies so you got the internet, the phone, and the computer all in one device. Okay. So all right. That's, that's why I don't I don't I don't know if it's necessarily it because you know what if we uh, you know have the internet the uh, the phone uh, your uh, what do you call it your computer and then you add something like there in there like a laser tag or something isn't that immediately superior technology right there <laughs> you know like so it's like not only can yeah. you use your phone or your computer you can play laser tag so like. That'd be Sweet. Uh, you know, and then 
you know, it's you know, let's say you could just add a gun to your phone or something yeah. like that. I mean, like whatever the whatever the next step is that's truly new new will be it'll you'll forget about the iPhone in about ten seconds. I'm sure. Like you know, the second like that's why I look at stuff like Google Glass and I go, okay. The iPhone's really like the training wheels, isn't it? So, you know, you know, I see like Google Glass where people are using augmented reality to go run around and, you know, do shit like Terminator and Predator, you know? So, I don't know. I feel like whatever the next step is, it's completely going to erase anything that was happening during this time period. But, you know, hey, that's that's communications, man. Always moving forward. True. Look how far we've come from radio. We're now from radio to signals. podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, not only can you listen to radio, you can listen to it any time of day. That's right. With with either iPhone or yeah, whatever phone right. you have or iPod, whatever your And hopefully you're all listening is. to it. So, Ex- yeah, exactly. So that was there's a broke-ass trifecta in Cincinnati. We will continue this episode in a little bit. Uh well, you want to ring us out here for the moment, Jason? Sure. Or, damn, shit. <laughs> if you ain't broke-ass famous. Oh, you're, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. <laughs>